I think the cure of dishonesty is intimacy. Saying like, I actually want to be close to you. Yeah. yeah. And when we experience the joys of being close to someone mm-hmm. and receiving acceptance from others for our imperfection, our true selves, our non-projected selves, yeah. that gives us like little glimpses. Maybe there could be some safety in this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. I can surround myself with people that are safe and accepting of who I really am, now maybe I have an opportunity to present my real self to them. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast with Anson, who really wishes he was still in bed right now. Kara, who is shopping for shoes on her phone under the table, and Isaac, who is definitely going to need a bathroom break by the third segment. Welcome back to the Really Real Podcast. It's episode 58, a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. What are we talking about today on the show? Well, the world is lava, and I narrowly avoided getting depressed about being bored this week. (laughs) That's kind of a complicated statement right there, but I'll break it down and explain what I mean. In amateur hour, Isaac attempts baking. Oh my gosh. And and I brought with me two cookies for the people in the studio with me. These are small discs. They are brown. (laughs) And I think they're cookies. They look like cookies. We both recognize them as cookies. Yeah. And I did. We did. So that's at least step one. You checked that box. Good job. We're going to taste them later. (laughs) And we'll see how that goes. I've gone through the gamut of emotions with this process. (laughs) I've cried, laughed. I cannot wait to hear about Isaac baking cookies. Me too. And then in time travel, Kara is taking us back Back to a post where she apparently talked about scorpions and Chris Traeger, <laughs> which sound like I love it. the most random combination of right? things that I can think of. Somehow yeah, works. Yeah. So I look forward to your explanation of how in the world those two things are connected. <laughs> yeah. And then our word of the week this week, we're talking about honesty. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I saw that face, Isaac. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. We have feelings about honesty. <laughs> apparently we do. Well, thanks for being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet feelings. We'll talk a little bit more about honesty later in the show. What's everybody drinking today? I have been into this combination lately of Earl Grey tea, just like the tea bags, with a little bit of half and half thrown in and some sweetener. And it's really good. It's like a pretend tea latte kind of thing. Not as good as like a real tea latte, but you know, in a pinch, when you need an afternoon pick me up, I'm like, hmm, that sounds like a good treat. Putting cream into things. Yes. (laughs) Go on. Yes. yes. Right? Like, <laughs> Always. I vote affirmative. I wasn't sure where that was going. I was like, <laughs> I too enjoy. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. The way you described it was like, I took a drink yeah. and I put cream in it. Well, yeah. And better it was. <laughs> you know, tea, the liquid. You're not wrong. I am also drinking Italian cream soda, ah, which right is on. basically okay. the same thing. Yeah. The I'm taking soda and yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, put cream in it. Yes. Soda better. <laughs> Fair. I, I do have to give a shout out though. My daughter Avi actually is the one that made this for me. What? She's learning to make her own recipes and stuff. Not unlike Isaac attempting to bake cookies. Except she pro- for she's nine. She probably swore <laughs> way less than I did in this process, I hope. I imagine so. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, she made me a uh, raspberry Italian cream Aww. soda. So. Had, do you guys have a soda stream or something? No, she just got some club soda. What? And Aww. put it in there with a little bit of creamer and a little bit of raspberry syrup. How sweet and is some that? Ice and That's you're incredible. Good to go, so. You've like created your own baristas. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Cream soda is like my go-to thing when I go to like a coffee shop and I don't want coffee. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. 
that's a good choice. It's kind of my, yeah. With like a fun flavor, like raspberry or blackberry or like something like yes. that. Yeah. Pretty good. So, I love and that. cream. And yes. Cream, cream equals always. very yes. Yes. <laughs> it was my birthday this week. So, Brie got me five cases of Topo Chico. <laughs> oh, my word. Also known as spicy water, also known as the superior. TV static. Yes. <laughs> the superior beverage of the gods. Oh, wow. So, wow. I've been drinking nothing but Topo Chico. I went on a bike ride this morning and it's normally kind of like an afternoon drink, like yeah. when you want to like, it's kind of like a liquid pick me up. Yeah. I got in my house at like 7 a.m. and I popped the top on a topo ah. and I was like, let's go. Okay, I was just imagining you like riding your bike with the little water bottle holder, like yes. on the bike glass. with yes. a glass bottle. A glass topo bottle. Chico yeah. Just on your bike. Yes. That I would, could totally see uh, that. There's posts on Twitter of like shower beer where people like have a beer in the shower. Like, right, right. I've had shower, shower topos. Chico. This oh, that's yeah. Like I'm drinking water, getting splashed by water. My water's got bubbles. <laughs> At least it's bubbly. It's a full good day. Oh, what's All right. Yeah. What's on repeat this week for you guys? Uh, let's start with you, Isaac. I've been listening to Feels Like by Nick D and Arrow. Yeah, it's one of our uh, fresh finds lately. Yeah, it's one of those songs where <laughs> the lyrics are like kind of sad, but the beat absolutely <laughs> just is so good. And and I walk that fine line of I'm feeling bad. Oh yeah, everything's bad. And that's I'm gonna dance. dance. <laughs> No, it's the way to kind of. I love that so much. It's a way to kind of address like, oh, everything's weird, but it's kind of like a positive outlook on it. Okay. Still, yeah, in go. spite of that, That's, and I'm just really. I like the beat. But things then, are bad, but I'm going to be okay. Yeah, it's it's like go. the person in the song is admitting that they're kind of overwhelmed by everything going yeah. on, and who yeah. amongst us is not. True. But they they still kind of keep this positive energy towards it, and I'm all about that. So. Well, the first verse also throws out Healy's, which yes. my very first listen yes. to that song, I was like, what? Isaac's going to love Isaac this. Isaac will respond to this. I don't know what that means. Explain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Heelys are like, they look like skate shoes, but oh, they have the yeah, wheels. Yeah, yeah. Remember okay. yes, back I in know. the day? The I know what those are now. Yeah, the okay. wheels yeah. 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 pop out of the heel. I got yeah. it. Sorry. <laughs> there are Heely montages on YouTube. You can watch them. There's okay, there. okay, okay. But I've been listening to this song. It really, truly has been on repeat constantly. I've been listening to Lose Control by Medusa, Becky Hill, and mm, Good Boys. Yeah, getting into some house music. Yeah, and honestly I don't have a lot to say about it other than it's so dancey and it yes. makes me happy and it makes me, yes. when it comes on, before I realize it, I'm like dancing. I'm sitting there grooving and, and I feel like I can do all the things on my to-do list when that song is playing. <laughs> I can weirdly see Carol getting yeah. deep into the house like okay. genre, like all of like I the niche little... Like it. like, <laughs> it's my favorite thing to listen to when I work out, especially yeah. like I feel like yeah. I can kill it when I'm listening yes. to that music. I'm yeah. like, nobody's going to take me on this elliptical machine. <laughs> That's so good. It's kind of blown up and become a pretty popular song. Yeah. So, But yeah, it is, it is very dancey for yes. sure. My on repeat this week is It's Okay Not to Be Okay. It's nice. Marshmallow and Demi Lovato. Demi. Marshmallow is like killing it right now in my yeah. opinion, especially in the like positive pop world yeah, he, is. Like, he keeps putting out these singles featuring these other major acts and every single one just destroys yeah. the pop charts he had happier a little while ago which mm. did insanely well yeah. Yeah. but he's had a number of others that have done really well also with like churches and selena gomez this one with demi lovato is, is kind of that same vibe as like feels like i feel mm-hmm. like a little bit mm-hmm. uh, that we're acknowledging like things aren't perfect right now things yeah. are challenging right now people are struggling mm-hmm. and that's that's all right. 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 And I have a feeling that that theme may come back around <laughs> later on in this episode. 
yeah. when we start discussing honesty. Oh, um, I think it's not only the song that I'm listening to the most right now, but it is also very relevant yeah. for what we're going to be talking about on the yeah. show today. Yeah. Tired of overhearing those headlines about all the unpleasant things in the world you're trying to pretend aren't happening? If only there was a way to make it all go away so you never had to be uncomfortable again. Introducing the new Zapper 2000. With the simple push of a button, all the news channels mysteriously lose their signal, leaving you in blissful ignorance. Endorsed by world-renowned conflict avoider, Kara Colbert. The new Zapper 2000 is the best. Now I can passive-aggressively zap the news anytime I don't like it. Get your new Zapper 2000 today and free yourself from reality. Get ready. The world is lava. So hot right now. Yep, the world is a scary place. And so each week we're talking about the pit of lava that we narrowly avoided. And I avoided just barely feeling sad about being bored. Nice. That's an important distinction because I originally was thinking, okay, what are the things that I narrowly avoided this week? And and the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, I narrowly avoided being bored. (laughs) And I was like, no, wait a second. Uh That's not really a pit of lava. I don't think like, I I don't think being bored is necessarily a bad thing. And then what I realized that I avoided was not being bored, but having a problem with it. Yeah. And those are very different things. So the other night was one of those few and far between evenings where I didn't have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any plans. I got all my responsibilities taken care of. I didn't have anyone to hang out with that night. My wife was busy working on a project of her own. The kids were in bed and I kind of was sitting on my couch and I was like, what should I do? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a yeah. weird feeling because I don't actually have that feeling very often. No kidding. Right? So I feel like most of the time I'm, I'm so busy. I have all these things to do. I, yeah. And so I, all of a sudden this sadness started to creep in a little oh, bit no. like oh. to that because I don't know if you guys have ever had this feeling, but sometimes I'll think about like maybe Christmas break or when I take a couple of days off or I have maybe a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. There are times when I get near the end of that period of time off, specifically away from work. Yeah. Where my mood starts to go south pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I'm not being productive uh, really in any way. And so I'm I'm spending all my time sitting around playing video games or not really doing much physical exercise or things like that. And I get into this mode where I I just start to sink into a little bit of this. uh, It's not depression, but like this state of sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And I realize like, okay, I need to actually go do something meaningful or productive to kind of turn this around. It was that kind of feeling I think that I was getting of like, Hmm. I don't have anything meaningful to do right now. Right. It was one of those times that I think is rare though, where I recognize what was happening. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times I sink into it Mm. and then a little while later I go, Oh, I have a problem. (laughs) I probably had it for a little while. This one was like, as soon as it started happening, I was like, this doesn't have to be this way. Right. Yeah. And so I had this moment of clarity, I guess, where I was like, (laughs) I could do anything right now. And that's an opportunity, not a reason to be sad. I can go find something meaningful to do. And I have choice and like agency. The next part of the story feels like it should be 
so I got out my journal and wrote, or I like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I found some really meaningful work to do to create a website for like a, a homeless shelter. Right, or like, I, right. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I did something really meaningful with my time. Yeah. But that's not what I did. What, <laughs> what I did was I dug my steering wheel and pedals set out of my closet. Nice. Oh. And hooked it up to my computer and like raced a virtual car for like an hour. That's nice. awesome. The thing that I realized though, it was like, okay, that's not like that was in and of itself, this like really meaningful activity that was like really productive or anything like that. But I have kind of been thinking, Oh, that would be fun to play for a while. And I haven't done it because it takes time to get it out of the closet and hook it up and set it up and play it. And I don't really want to go to the trouble and I don't have time for that. Ah. Right. Like, and so I actually like stopped and took the time to think about what I want to do, made a choice, like a a purposeful choice. And then I did it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how you could listen to that and be like, duh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Why that all of a sudden was like a big deal to me? Like, oh, Cause yeah. I feel like I don't actually make yeah. a choice of like, yeah. I am choosing right now to spend the next hour right. this way. Right. And yep. I did that the other night I, and it, it stood out to me. I fully vibe with this because Monday through Friday is normally jam packed with stuff. So by the time Saturday, Sunday rolls around, I have intentionally been off the radar. And the second someone mentions a Saturday activity, I'm like, no, 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 no. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm there. And then there's like an Isaac dust cloud and I'm gone. <laughs> Yeah, but, like protecting that right, 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 openness. Right. To that. Do, I say to do nothing, but really it's like to have this space to fill. Yes. But I never end up making the time to fill that space. Yeah. So by the time it rolls yeah. around, I go through Saturday, Sunday of like, yeah, you should probably do something. Yes. Right. And then I watch like 20 King of the Hill episodes and falls. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. I actually made plans like at the start of this week to go skating with my friends like Saturday night. And it's given me something to look forward to. I know from like six to nine, I'm going to be skating with my friends. It's going to be fun to have that to look forward to and to take ownership of that free time like that for something you want to do. It feels so good. I totally Mm -hmm, vibe with that. mm -hmm. Well, and one of the funny things about it is I think the activity could actually end up being the same. There Mm. are nights where I end up just wasting away the evening and quotes playing video games and in this case, I chose to also play a video game. So right. like the actual like activity I did wasn't even different. Yeah. Right. It was the way I made the decision. Right. It was a purpose. It was different. It was intentionality. a purposeful choice. Right. Yeah. Intentionality. I didn't just fall into like, well, I guess I'll play yeah. video games because I don't have anything right. else to do. And I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Because that's when I get to the end of the weekend and go, oh, I didn't even Ugh. do anything. Yeah. Yes. Right. But at the end of this night, I didn't feel like I didn't do anything. I was like, no, I did the exact thing I wanted to do. That's cool. And that was what was different. Not, not the activity. Yeah. I totally get that. And I do the same thing when I have a chunk of free time. I'm an introvert as well. So I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited. Now what do I do with it? Oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed by all Mm -hmm. the choice. Yeah. And a lot of times I just fall into the next thing Yeah. and I feel really listless. So maybe there's like a degree of satisfaction of identifying purposefully executing. And then you get to the end of it and there's this like you said there's this completion of okay i yeah. did the thing i wanted to right. do yeah. did and it there's on no purpose. guilt attached to that yeah. too. Right. like once you've decided this is how i'm spending my free time i'm doing this because i want to not because it's the default i think about it a lot like a financial budget it's mm. it's like a time budget yeah like a budget is not to keep you from doing fun things or buying fun things or whatever mm. it's just giving you back choice mm. it's yeah. allowing you to make decisions instead of decisions being made for you that's 100%. cool and I'm like that's what i want to do with my time yep and that's what i want to figure out and i, I have this like moments of breakthrough yeah give me yeah. glimpses of what that could look like if i actually made my own decisions about how mm. i want to spend my time yeah. then at the end of them i could feel good about it yeah i can come back and be like yes i spent my time playing video games but that's what i wanted to do right and so I don't, yeah i don't have 
guilt or I don't have any regret yeah. about wasting my life away because yeah. I made a choice and I followed through on it. So interesting. I love that. Amateur hour. A- amateur. Amateur hour. Yeah. Amateur hour. <laughs> Now it is time for Amateur Hour. This is where we step out of our comfort zone and into something we suck at. <laughs> and if you can tell from my tone, it was, I was, it was my turn this week. <laughs> tell us about what you suck at. All right. So I am a fan of the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. Yeah. It is like a warm blanket of a TV show to put on and mm-hmm. just listen to soft spoken. You're speaking Kara's language right now. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's like it is just, you throw it, it on and you're like, oh, okay, uh, that's on in the background. Oh, they're making trusses. Soft blankets and British baking. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. This is my life. So I incorrectly thought that because these British people can do it, because this 85-year-old someone's man is on the show, and they're making these insanely complicated recipes, Kara sends me a recipe for sea salt Nutella cookies. Tell them why. Okay, okay, okay. So Amateur Hour... It's supposed to be about us stepping out of our comfort zones into a challenge. Am I right? right? Mm-hmm. And I knew yes. Isaac's a very yes. capable person. So I have to give him a little bit of a challenge. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So this recipe is one of my most famous that I make around here. There's a number of steps to this recipe. Yeah. And you have to do it's some. It's not the most simple cookie recipe. No. In the world. no. And, and it involves multiple <laughs> kinds of chocolate chips. And you have to do several different baking techniques that I had to learn when I first did this recipe. And so I thought, well... <laughs> This would be a challenge, Isaac which is has so many words. The to definition, say. his face right now, he hates me. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. happy. No. <laughs> this is payback for Luigi's mansion. It really is. Right. 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 I had to figure out what browned butter was. Yep. I was baffled. <laughs> uh, the recipe said make the brown butter, and I was like, <laughs> "What's all the instruction?" Again? I have the Land Lakes right here, lady. It's not what, brown. What's not brown? It's yellow. What's going it's on? Yellow. <laughs> this this recipe includes butter. But it never says that I'm making butter. I've been bamboozled. Is this a medium saucepan? Okay. Then we had to go into, well, what is brown? Like, I was looking at the pot simmering, and I'm like, it's brown, it's brown, it's brown. I want to burn it. Ow! Okay, butter got hot. Butter got hot real fast. (laughs) It said, like, when the butter develops this nutty aroma. I was like, I caught myself going like, oh, this smells good. Wait! (laughs) (laughs) That's it! (laughs) Oh, it's brown! Yo! That's it. Take it off, quick. But yeah, I got. I learned that I get really frustrated when like things that are technically on the page in their instructions, mm-hmm. I'm just not clicking with it. Yep. Through the whole thing, it just felt like I'm following what they're telling me to do. Why is this horrible? <laughs> I'm. I'm really. I'm not hamming this up. I'm externalizing my actual thought process with this. Why do chill Nutella when bake? We don't have it chilled. We don't have it chilled? It's funny to me, just as a passive observer of the last two amateur hours, how your guys' descriptions of Luigi's Mansion (laughs) and baking Nutella cookies could be so similar to say... They're trying to give me instructions, and I just don't understand. <laughs> don't understand what to do. what's going it's the exact on. Same thing. It, it is. might as well be Latin. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. One large egg plus one egg yolk. One large egg in. Boom. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. You do the little transfer dance. Shoot! 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 Oh, I got egg yolk! Oh no! No, I got. I got it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't care. And have, I also, have you had Kara's final product of this? Yeah, like, no, I have. We've eaten them, right? Yes, yeah. we so have. Does that make it worse that like you had the ideal standard of like <laughs> yes. this is what this yes. should Sorry. be? Yes, and I have to try to 
match that. (laughs) Well, I I caught myself as I was putting chocolate chips in there and I'm like, I'm just going to make this the most chocolatey thing ever to overpower whatever mistakes I have made. (laughs) Okay, so you made a conscious decision then. I'm going to purposefully alter the recipe. To try to cover up any potential to other throw missteps. a monkey wrench, yes. No, 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 no. No, we're gonna move forward. I'm just gonna add more Nutella. That way, it turns out good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. That's, yeah. awesome. That's a bold strategy. I have a hundred percent done that. <laughs> See, like, I think my strategy would be I'm going to try to follow this as closely to the letter oh, as possible. If, yeah. Because I have no idea what I'm that doing. That is how you and I solve problems differently. <laughs> like, you, you're like, no, the Lego set is going to be built to the T. And I'm like, what if we make a dinosaur? Yes. Like, what if instead of this race car, we just like make that's this? Just, that's so bold. A subpar dinosaur. Okay. So my first batch, and I'll have a video of this in our insiders group. So my first batch of the cookies, my brain did the thing where it was like, okay, if Little cookie, good. <laughs> big cookie, better. But I'm rolling these suckers into pretty big, into pretty big. Uh, we'll say orbs on the pan. It's, it's 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 a cookie, and I'm putting Nutella in the center of it. So like, even if it's terrible, it'll still be good. So I'm gonna show you guys just a photo while we're so on excited. mic of what came out of the oven this on is, first batch. It's glorious. It's these guys. <laughs> I I created like this gelatinous cookie blob (laughs) because I rolled these things. These are like softballs on the pan. They're all merging together into one super cookie. These were no borders, no boundaries cookies. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because I caught myself rolling them. I'm like, it's so full of Nutella. It's going to be so good. (laughs) I slapped it on the pan. I pulled them out and I was like, oh God, what have I done? They're like Nutella pancakes. Yeah. So those are still like. Did you taste test them? I did. Were they good? No. (laughs) They burned on the bottom and they're really thin. Yeah. And I over buttered the pan so they wouldn't stick. So they like fell. So they were like kind of cookie wafer kind of things. Yeah. Cookie wafer, but somehow like still not done in the middle today. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happened, y'all. It could have something to do with the fact that you changed everything. (laughs) I did. Didn't follow the short circuiting right now. (laughs) Okay. I saw in a video that made its way online. Yes. Thanks to your wife yes. she was observing uh, this oh, they were heckling the entire is, time is she what was her emotions in watching you do this was she amused by you was she concerned was she like <laughs> i can't even watch this like you're like, doing it wrong she yeah. was more like following the rules of i can't help you so repeatedly ah. like as i was doing it, i'm like hey where's this thing and she's like well i'm not helping you i'm, like, I'm asking where the olive oil is to grease the pan like you can help me with that oh, that's amazing elijah my brother is living with us right now and they at one point we're like singing Bruce Springsteen as loud as they could, like going through the kitchen, just bugging me while I did it. So they're having a lot of fun. I had the peanut gallery. This is the pressure that I'm cooking under. And I just, I got, it's even harder with an audience. It is. I got unbelievably stressed in this process, but (laughs) guys, Kara, I'll let you like, I want to try attempt one of these. So how did, how did you feel about the second batch? They're cookies. Uh, they definitely. <laughs> they do look. I don't know good. how Compared much. Compared to the, the picture you showed us of yeah. batch one. Right. They, they look more like cookies. Look, how do these look to you, Kara, knowing oh. how these would turn out if you were making them? You know, 
they look like cookies. Yeah, <laughs> she she has a Biden a mouth endorsement saying they look like cookies. Okay, they're they're soft. Yes. they're not like uh, they are soft. super hard and yes. And I feel and like I had a lot to live up to because first of all, it's Kara's recipe that she's done. <laughs> I also come from a mom who I promise right now is baking something. That's, you yeah. walk in and she is constantly baking things. You don't want to let her down, huh? Right. So I was like buttering up the pan. I'm like, okay, I've watched my mom cook. She uses like five sticks of butter for everything well, that's so yeah, that's i'm gonna over butter the pan and it just <laughs> it all fell apart man I don't know. It's- all right i am also not a baker so i'm gonna give my amateur opinion you know how on all of the baking shows they have the celebrity guest who's like not actually oh, a baker or an right, expert right 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 and right, then right. they have like yeah. the french cuisine <laughs> the paul hollywood, paul you, hollywood put the yeah, like, yeah, you put just a little bit too much of like right. whatever yeah. like so kara can be that person i'm gonna be just the like <laughs> right the average Ooh, Joe on the texture. street, my okay. non-professional opinion, yes. and then we'll let the the pro yes. come in okay. and give oh, her no. thoughts. <laughs> Please go, and Kara. This is the episode about honesty. I know. I yeah, hate so you, you have to be you honest. Have to tell me what I did wrong because <laughs> okay. I know I did All wrong. Right, so this is my honest amateur yes. opinion. Yes, it's a cookie. Yeah, okay. Like, you did it. Yeah, like we've done like, it. They're not bad, and I know like it's not bad could be seen as like a backdoor like sure. insult or something, <laughs> right. but I don't mean it that way. They're not bad. Like, like if you were given this, if cookie, I was given this cookie and be like, "Hey, want a cookie?" And unprompted. I took a bite, I'd be like, "I'm gonna finish the cookie." Right on. So I feel like that's right. That's a pretty good step for your like first revolting. try. Yeah, it's like I don't take a bite of this and go like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put that back in the little plastic baggie now." Yeah, right. No, yeah. I would finish eating it. Yeah, it's a cookie. I'm yes. gonna finish it. Good job. Love it. <laughs> Kara okay. hurt me. Kara. I don't want to. I bake. <laughs> I but don't want to. Yeah, exactly. So I bake, but I've never given anybody specific baking feedback. So sure, sure. I'm like, That's fair. I'm not sure what That's exactly fine. to say. A couple things with this recipe that are really tricky is, I don't know if you saw the chilling time. Did yes. you have time to chill it? I chilled it for like two and a half hours. Okay. So you yeah. did chill it. Okay. That's good. Well, yeah. well done. Cause that is a tricky part of the recipe that I've heard people. Oh, I didn't do that. And it like yeah. messes with it. I can't quite find the Nutella in this one, but I'm assuming that's because on the batch before it, you were like overzealous with the Nutella. <laughs> Trying so, to be more conservative. So on, on this one, you were like, put a little bit of Nutella. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I use like a spoon for the Nutella where it's called for like a teaspoon. Yes. So I probably went a little bit lighter yeah. on Nutella. That's okay. That's yeah. understandable. I totally yeah. get it. Okay. So I would say maybe just a little bit more Nutella. So Isaac mentioned specifically like the brown butter part. That is complicated. And, but I assume that that's an important part of the recipe. Is that something that, that is, you can tell like yeah, eating think, it? He got that or didn't? Is or? the brown butter present? Is the brown? Let me take another bite. I think the brown butter is, is there. See, I, it's I, more I count of a this tasting. as a win then. Yeah. I would say if I were baking, I'd bake them just a little bit less, but I'm kind of a more on the like conservative side of under yeah, gotcha. usually. Yeah. So yeah. I might make it just a little bit less, but yeah. I'd say overall, good job. This is a difficult recipe. So, all right. Did you try one? I did. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? I'm definitely going to finish the weird pancake gelatinous blob <laughs> still at my house. So like, it's still edible. I'm going to eat That's those. Yeah. yeah. Did your I, wife try one? She did. Yeah. What was her, uh, I don't review? think that she liked them very much. <laughs> The gelatinous blob or the second or both? She tried both. Yeah. Okay. She did not like it. Very much. Really? Okay. All right. Wow. See, she's a, she's a harsh critic then. Well, I'm proud of you for trying. This is not an easy task. So Thank you. Well done. Good I job. never want to do this again. <laughs> one large egg plus one egg yolk. I was so focused on separating the yolk from the white that I put the white in instead of the yolk. 
Are you over the pastry talk? Have endless hours of ganaches and puddings and British accents brought you to the brink? Finally, there's an answer. The British Baking Blaster. When you can't take one more episode, just push the button and... Problem solved. Endorsed by world-renowned conflict avoider's husband. It works great. I just push the button and bam, back to the news. Not sure why I kept switching off before. The British Baking Blaster, here to set you free from the pastries. It's time for time travel. Time. Yes, I am time traveling back to the year 2017, the month of September. And this month was an auspicious occasion. Because <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> there were several things that were going on. Kara's going full Doctor I'm Who going full, for her time traveling. Yes, yes. So first of all, on September 24th of 2017, I found my second scorpion in my house. I remember what? this. On my curtain, just chilling. I, I woke up one Saturday morning and I looked across the room. I was like, what's that little blob on my curtain? And I walked up to it and it's this little baby scorpion which let me tell you when they're babies like they're not any better no like they're still <laughs> no. terrifying i remember, remember when you scorpion? found scorpions and i totally forgot about that <laughs> this was is number there, two is there anything worse that you could find in your home uh, i'm not like, sure maybe there like is. a full-grown snake maybe a maybe. snake the yeah. baby implies that there's a mama somewhere right it's yeah. like a, an unholy combination of yeah. like yes. a wasp and a spider yeah. it really is yeah like, which is like terrifying like if you're picking yeah. like i'm gonna yeah. create like this <laughs> super terrifying creature yeah yeah. I'm yeah. going to take the really terrifying looking spider and yeah. then add wasp death stinger to uh-huh. it. Yeah. That's a squirt. Like, yeah, God that did just not sounds have like the worst coffee on the morning that he created scorpions <laughs> was in a bad mood. So, you know what? You know what? You deserve this. Stingy spider. Are we even supposed to have those here? Oh, I think. Yeah. I mean, I we think do? they're okay. native. To, I, I don't know. I guess. Is this a weird well, assassination attempt against you? Yeah. Yeah. Someone put scorpions in your Cara. house. So this was the month of the scorpions in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Chinese calendar thing. I, hate I know. This. It was awful. And so I had already killed one in the laundry room. So this was number two. So I was horrified uh, yeah. at this point. And I'm pretty sure I found another one before this month was over. Did you and do so something? I, I did. So <laughs> like <laughs> move out or... <laughs> I think I got more comments on this post than anything I've ever posted in my life. Like 22 mm. comments of Good people Lord. basically being like, burn it down. Take you know? note, social yeah. media engagement. <sighs> yeah. Person, yeah. Isaac, scorpions. That's scorpions how you get to, to put <laughs> scorpions <laughs> back in Kara's <laughs> no. So what I did, I believe, first of all, I said something to my landlord about, hey, just so you know, I think I, like, I found some scorpions in my house. It's no big deal. If you're busy, don't, don't know, worry I about it. I found some scorpions. <laughs> you know, it's fine. But here's the worst part. What I got in response was, yeah, you'll have that sometimes. <laughs> and I was no. like, wait, what? No, no, no I, I will not. No, I shouldn't have that sometimes. That's where those scorpions that get found Hard end up at your disagree. landlord's house. <laughs> so apparently... You'll have those sometimes. Yeah, I, apparently he was not as concerned as I Unacceptable. was. Unacceptable! <laughs> yeah, no. So then I went to the neighbors down the street who had experienced this. I don't remember if it was the year before. And I was like, what did you do? Because mm-hmm, yeah. like they had had these. Because I will not have these sometimes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. The status quo will not remain. This is going to change. <laughs> 
he came over with the black light because they glow in the dark. What? what? Did you know that? I did not know that. When there's worse. a black light, it does get worse. They're like, little ravey boys. They're little demon spider <laughs> Yeah, blocks. I'm going to go with Kara's description there. <laughs> the demon, not the rave. Not the rave boy. <laughs> House music. <laughs> <that's a fine. laughs> yeah. <laughs> night that's what they do yes yeah, so just scorpions <laughs> having a rave in my shower yeah like, no big deal not okay he went around the house with the black light to try and find him didn't find any because they're all hiding right yeah so then his wife gave me some of this powder stuff called diatomaceous clay yeah that you're supposed to put around the edges of your house yeah. and it makes their it's kind of creepy but like when they crawl across it it's supposed to make their exoskeleton like fall off or something yeah. it, awful. Like, it's tiny shards of glass basically there you go Ooh. yeah so lucky yeah i know it sounds <laughs> yeah. really cruel it's, it's very brutal. It's very yeah. bad, but, but um, they deserve it. <laughs> they're demon spider spawn. demon spider wasp. So um, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so true. yeah, um, eventually they kind of went away. But I will say, I have seen one or two since then. Mm-mm. Like not in that concentrated amount of time. Yeah, a period of several years. Right. I believe Cody found one in the bathroom dead one day, and I was like, "What? Nope. They're back." So they're back. I love no. how like we treat animals. <laughs> There's certain like categories of animals. Uh oh don't push the kitty off the counter like that's rude to the kitty that's mean yeah we don't be mean to animals and then we're like where's the skeleton destroying powder yeah Yeah. i'm going to wage chemical warfare on on all scorpions yeah like demon Demon wasp spider yeah and we're all like yeah that checks out yeah that seems like a good plan i endorse this yeah that seems like a good plan so don't blame you at all so that was very eventful. It was the month of the scorpions. And apparently the, this has nothing to do with scorpions. So now I'm not even sure why I put it on there. Uh, but okay. it was also apparently the month of Chris Drager gifs because I got really sick. <laughs> I was wondering how those were connected. Yeah. But they, they're not well, really. They're not. They're just all happened in the same month. Gotcha. And so it's right next to the scorpion post. Um, I got sick and had lots of Kleenex and cough drops. And there's so many fun gifs of Chris Drager with mm, like masks on. Sick. And yeah. like there's no more tissues. And I was dying <laughs> earlier today. Then I died. And now I'm, you know, and then the floor is my friend and but what's funny is the chief picture of him is like with a mask on and my body is a microchip the microchip has been compromised (laughs) and it was like so hilarious at the time and now i'm like the microchip has been compromised (laughs) (laughs) chris trigger knew it all okay so here's my question in a desperate attempt to connect these two disparate subjects oh yeah how would chris trigger respond to a scorpion outbreak oh gosh let's see that is literally the worst (laughs) thing i have ever heard See, that was gonna be like, that was a really good one. <laughs> My question was gonna be like, would he try to kill them or would he now, accept it? Okay, you're right. He may try to like, would he be like free them. I live with the scorpions now. Canonically, like, he's a Buddhist in the show. Oh, oh I didn't true. know that. Yeah. Okay. So would he be like, I am oh. at one with the scorpions? Yes. I am literally I feel like they would be like st- he would have like sharing sting my marks with scorpions. Yeah, he would have like sting marks all over his body. He's like, Oh, the scorpions are here. This is great. This is this is like I feel good about this. the scorpions are my friends. But deep underneath he might be horrified like yeah. he probably actually would be horrified yeah right? Right. it literally would be the worst thing ever he just wouldn't be able to bring be himself to admit, to admit it it would be like the scorpions are my friends we are at one yeah. that's yeah that's a yeah. good point it's okay if you uh <laughs> admit it Kara, yeah. that scorpions are demon spider wasps I, yeah, okay. i'm sticking with we that we have grace for that yeah without much further ado i give you the word of the week Welcome back to our weekly perspective potluck. It's word of the week on the Really Real Podcast. It's like a potluck, but with 
words and ideas instead of cheesy potatoes. Although I'm telling you, he's still hoping. Still got We've got to quit having cheesy, cheesy potatoes. potatoes brought up during recording. Yeah. It makes me I'm going to bring it up every time <laughs> until so that, somebody brings it. Until somebody like shows up with a casserole. Darn it! That's right. <laughs> you're going to just channel it like that's on your it's vision coming. board. Like you're going <laughs> to speak it into existence. Cheesy potatoes are on my vision board. Absolutely. Anson's ideal future state. Yeah. Definitely involves cheesy involves potatoes. Like a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> cheesy potatoes next. Sitting in the passenger seat. Oh, that's amazing. There's not a lot of room in the trunk of a Ferrari, no. but you could fit a tray of cheesy potatoes <laughs> in there for right. sure. That's yeah. right. Today we're talking about the word honesty. One of the things that I love about this concept, about yeah. picking out a word and sharing kind of our thoughts and feelings on said word, is that our gut reaction or our first impression of that word is not always the same. Yeah. And it's not always what we would expect it to be. Mm. And I think this probably applies to the word honesty. So I'm kind of curious to get your guys' gut reactions of when I say or you hear or you see the word honesty what's your like gut emotional response yeah. to that word i cringe you cringe yeah i associate it with conflict internally or externally ah, like con- you associate it with it's, conflict. it's always i picture honesty as like the prelude to honestly and then yep conflict. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> statement it's, the, it's like the ellipses text message of like ah. can we talk dot 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 like waiting always, for the shoe to drop kind yes, of yes yeah when i hear honesty i'm like oh what's about to happen yeah. interesting Ooh. okay yeah how about you Kara? what's your i have kind of a bit of my stomach feeling as well but yeah. it's more it feels like a scary thing to me or something that can be abused number one scary because it involves vulnerability on my yeah, part right and vulnerability is scary. Let's just be honest. Yes. Yeah. You are vulnerable. You could get rejected, which is horrible. Mm, yes. And the other part is I hate it when people are like, well, I'm just being honest as yeah. a prelude to being a jerk. Right. Like, right. Yeah. That feels yucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, the word that comes to mind as far as my like gut reaction to the word honesty is aspirational. Like I view honesty as something that I want to be and that I'm not. Interesting. And I think it's related to what you were talking about, vulnerability, being more honest and being more vulnerable. Totally agree with you. Yes, that is scary. (laughs) Yeah. But at least in a theoretical sense, something that I want to be like, I want to be more vulnerable. I want to be more honest with people, not in an abusive way, but in a connecting way. Honesty feels like a potential pathway to true connection with others. Yes. Mm. And I want that. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about honesty, I think about it as something that I I wish I had more of. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that we come at these words from very different points of view. I want to go back specifically to kind of this sense of dread yeah. idea that you're talking about Isaac, because yeah. I find Isaac, that yeah. really fascinating. Not that I don't understand that. Like I, I, I definitely see what you're saying about uh-huh. this idea yeah. of like kind of this waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah. And you guys both even used the word in a sentence. Like yeah. you said, honestly, dot, yeah. dot, dot. Yeah. Or as Kara said, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Right. What have your guys' experiences been? Because it sounds like there have been some <laughs> yeah. around the word honesty and the ways that it can be misused or abused. Anytime it's time for like an honest discussion about something, mm-hmm. that means that, first of all, I guess we've just been lying the entire time. <laughs> like that's what that implies. Oh, wow. And then that's the prelude to like a difficult, horrible conversation that no one wants to have. It's harmony right up until there's like an honest discussion that needs to be had. 
And then it's like, oh, well, what do you do with Which that? Which is so unfortunate. Yeah. I feel that. I think it's so interesting how these words all carry meaning from our life experiences kind of leading up to this. And I think back to a situation in college where I just moved into the dorms with a new roommate and some new friends. And of course, you're trying to be cool and be liked and, and mm-hmm. do all the things right, because that's what you do in college. It's what you do. I mean, apparently as grown ups, because we're still doing it. <laughs> right. True. But I remember having this conversation with my friends and my roommate looked at me and said, how about we all say what we don't like about each other? Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Worst nightmare. Right I don't now like you. Kristen. <laughs> I don't, like saying this. That. I don't like this. First of all, yeah, exactly. your ideas are bad. <laughs> right. And I was kind of horrified because mm, I never, I, like I have trouble saying those things even to myself sometimes, yeah, like even right. admitting to myself what I'm feeling. And so, holy cow, no, I'm not going to say those things out loud. So anyway, she turns to me and says, right off <laughs> the bat. I'll start. She's it all starts. Yeah. yeah. Like basically. You're, when you say things that we don't like, I'll start. Here's off. what I don't like about you. Basically. Yeah. Like, so it comes across as like, a, I need an excuse to tell you something. To tell you that you're, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. And so she basically turned to me and was like, you apologize too much. And I was like, sorry. Yeah, basically that's what happened. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to start punching. I know. I was like, well, okay. Wow. That's that's interesting. And yeah. so I don't even remember where the conversation went from there, but that trauma usually does that. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it was bad. So sometimes that is what I associate honesty with is mm. someone yeah. like I'm about to say something really rude. That's going to cut you to your core, but I'm being honest. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm like piggybacking mm, off of that to just be mean. Yeah. No, that's not okay. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> obviously explains a lot about yeah. how yeah. you respond. <laughs> Respond to that word. But I think we probably all have experienced yeah. that yeah. phrase being used in that way mm-hmm. or being used as an excuse to just be rude or. Right. And it's sometimes challenging to figure out in certain situations, it's not challenging at all. So yeah. the situation that you described is like very clearly right. an abuse of mm. right. that word. I'm just being honest to tell yeah. you that you suck. Like, yeah. that's, right. like that's not okay. Right. Yeah. I think there are often scenarios where we go, is that okay? Is that not okay? Or like, where is the right balance between being honest and being kind? Right. And that gets a lot more difficult really quickly because we kind of go like, okay, well maybe there is an interpersonal relationship problem that I want to discuss or talk about and doing that in an honest way could potentially cause a problem or it could help the problem depending on how it's presented. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. honesty can potentially be helpful here, but it could also potentially be hurtful. And there's a lot of room in the middle a lot to potentially either have that go really well or really badly. Right. Right. And I get it because when you are having a hard conversation, sometimes you have to say hard things to get to the heart of the issue Mm -hmm, of like you did this and it made me feel this way. And that can feel really yucky. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between honest communication and trying to like get to the heart of the issue and just being like, you suck. Totally. (laughs) And I think the real challenge is, is when we find ourselves in situations like that, where someone has very clearly abused it, is keeping ourselves from going off the deep end in the other direction. Right. Right. Right? Because I could respond to that by going, I'm going to just never say anything right right? like and go if my primary goal is peacekeeping right this was not a happy experience right like that made me feel terrible that was the worst this is a one-star experience right Right. i don't ever want to make people feel this way i'm never going to tell people if i have a problem there you you go and then all of a sudden that leads to a whole different (laughs) set of problems right 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 it leads to those problems getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you think you're avoiding the problem by pushing it away but ultimately it's going to get yeah it compounds because it's just it's the same thing with ignoring conflict every time you do that it's just piling 
piling more on, you know, and I think that we can sometimes trick ourselves. It can sometimes feel like if you're going to the trouble of telling the truth in a right way or like being gentle Mm -hmm, and maybe mm -hmm. kind in it, you can feel like it's dishonest rather than just outright saying like, I don't like the thing you did. Like (laughs) It's considerate to present it in a good way way, versus shouting it out in the middle of a crowded room. You can take time (laughs) to be kind and honest and it still counts. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we have kind of this one side that Kara has been talking about of brutal honesty that gets to an abusive point. And then I feel like on the flip side of that, from my perspective, where I said to me, like honesty is aspirational. Yeah. The reason I think I think about it in that way is because I'm much more into this like people pleasing category. And I think that plays out different ways for different people. Mm. Maybe for you, it's a peacekeeping kind of thing. I I want to maintain harmony. I don't want anyone to express negative feelings because I'm afraid of that. Yeah. In in my case, I think it really is like a a public relations kind of dance that I'm doing Mm. of like, Mm. I want to manipulate the way other people perceive me Mm. so that I am more likely to be viewed in the way that I want to be viewed. And I think our ultimate desire underneath all of that is we all want to be loved as our real imperfect true selves, right? right? Like that's, that's what we all want. And occasionally we get glimpses of what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with a spouse, for example, or like, okay, this is the one person where I can just let all my guards down and just be me. Yeah. And they're still with me. They still accept me, hopefully. Mm. But it's a lot harder to do that with most of our relationships because we're just constantly afraid of those types of reactions and interactions yeah. like yeah. you described, Kara. Yeah. And so this this being honest with others thing is is really, really difficult. And I think it comes back to shame and embarrassment. That's where a lot of the root of this is. Yeah. It certainly is the root of it for me. Oh yeah. And we have memes about being awake in our bed at 2 a.m. Yeah. thinking about how horrible, how horrible that one thing, right. happened, you know, went seven years ago or yeah. whatever. Yep. And we're so paralyzed and mortified by mm. those embarrassing moments that that leads us to this people pleasing right. effort that we're constantly making. I'm going to manipulate right. what other people think of me. I'm going to put mm-hmm. all of this energy into influencing others and their perceptions rather than authentically expressing myself. Right. And when we do that, now all of a sudden there's us, our true selves over here. And then there's this like projection of ourselves yeah. that we're putting up over here. Mm. And it takes a lot of work yes. to maintain the image, it's to maintain right. the projection. It's exhausting. It's really stressful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think perfectionism is kind of what you're describing. And it could be for different motivations. It could be for internal. But a lot of times I think it's an external motivation. It's a self-destructive and addictive belief system. And this is Brene Brown that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, then I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Yeah, yeah. And so that's my motivation. But it's weird to me that perfectionism is underneath this. And mm. like, dishonesty yeah. is clearly not perfection. But like, perfectionism drives us to present a dishonest version of ourselves yeah. because we're so afraid of the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and, and blame. That's where like being the PR agent for yourself comes from. It's like, I need to let people know that I am perfect. <laughs> and, and that comes from a place of like, because if they find out, <laughs> I'm not, they're never going to talk to me again. Right. Yes. And I think that being willing to maybe recognize that, oh, my friends and coworkers might accept me in the way that I accept them. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge because that's where some of that honesty actually like punches through and that vulnerable mm. moment can happen. Yeah. And I know that the PR agent in your head is like, no, nope, that's nope, not how right. that works. Nope. That's never how that works. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really hard to fight, I think, because we learn this very, very 
early. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's a very learned behavior yeah. and it's very hard to undo. I was watching a speech from a lady named Christine Carter. She's a senior fellow at California Berkeley's greater good science center. And she was talking about the metaphor of high heels. And I think women probably will connect with this immediately. Yeah. She was up there on the stage wearing high heels. And she literally is like, I'm going to take these off now. And like takes them off and throws them to the side and puts on some like ratty looking sneakers instead. <laughs> and she was like, high heels are this metaphor for this larger truth that we are taught from a very young age to ignore pain in exchange for pleasing others. Wow. She's like, cause I am literally feeling pain right now, standing up here on this stage. Yep. Yeah. I am tilted forward, standing on like the wrong part of my foot yep. and it yeah. hurts, uh-huh. actually hurts. And the only reason that I'm doing it is to please the people in the audience. Yeah. Yep. Now, not necessarily in the sense of like people pleasing. We think like, oh, it makes them so happy that she's wearing high heels. No, no it's people pleasing in the sense that by wearing high heels, I look like I'm taller and my legs look longer. And that makes me look like a more authoritative speaker. Uh-huh. And it presents me as professional and it makes me look like I have my life together. And yep. they're yeah. cute and blue and blue is a pretty color that I think communicates this or like. And there's the fashion industry. Right. <laughs> right, right. But it's fascinating to me that that's such a literal example of ignoring pain yes and we're doing that in all sorts of other ways i think that are less obvious like because we're not maybe feeling physical pain but by putting up this pr agent front Mm -hmm. what we're really trying to do is avoid the pain that comes up with that embarrassment or that shame but we're ignoring it rather than dealing with it. And right. that's not the same thing. Right. right? When you're wearing the high heels, you still feel the pain. It's still oh, yeah. there. Right. You're just trying to like brute force ignore it yeah. <laughs> instead of taking the shoe off. Right. How refreshing for you guys is it when someone who you thought you maybe were at an arm's length with comes to you and just straight up has a moment of vulnerability with you. Oh, yeah. Isn't it always where we go, oh, that's so awesome that they would trust <laughs> right, you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like they do the cheat code where they like punch through and they're like, I'm just going to tell you where I'm at with this. Yeah. And they're honest with you. Don't you walk away from that conversation every time feeling better about that person, not worse. And yep. that's the like whole point of this podcast. Right. 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 That's yeah. literally why we came up with this podcast. Yeah. The really real podcast, refreshingly that is- <laughs> honest conversation. Which is yeah. hilarious that that is in the title. Right. And we're yeah. having this conversation about because, right. because we understand like yeah. it's refreshing right. when it you have these honest interactions with people because we go, this is abnormal. Yeah. This is weird. Right. This is not how people normally right. act. This, um, this lady that I was talking about, Christine Carter, she makes a really interesting point about this because I think we can't talk about honesty without talking about the opposite of it, which is lying. Yep. Mm. Right. I think sometimes we like to soften the opposite of honesty and make it into something that is less egregious than it actually is. <laughs> uh-huh. And some of that probably comes from a good place. We've talked about how honesty gets abused sometimes. Right. And so we talk about, well, being kind to others, being considerate, mm-hmm. all of those things are really important. Right. Right. But she makes a really important point in her speech. Christine Carter does where she says, sometimes speaking the truth may not be kind, mm. but that still doesn't give us license to lie. Yeah. Lying is still wrong. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's okay to lie just because the truth isn't kind. So you think of like the classic example, right? Someone comes to you with a new outfit and says, does this make me look fat? Oh yeah. Right. And you go, Uh, okay, how do I answer this? Right. right. I have an honesty dilemma. If it does, do I say yes and potentially Mm -hmm. hurt their feelings with my honesty or do I lie and say, no, it makes you look great. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, I think neither of those are good options. No. Being brutally honest, abusively honest is not going to help. That's Mm -hmm. going to cause pain. Mm -hmm. But saying, no, it makes you look great. 
that's going to cause pain too. Ultimately. We're just delaying it. Right. Yeah. We're just putting the pain off. That's a good way to put right? it. We're Delayed keeping pain. the shoes on. We're not dealing with the root of the problem. So yeah. later we're going to have blisters. But exactly. Like <laughs> nice. later we're going to have to deal yeah. with this problem that we've yeah. created where we've lied to our friend. Yeah. Right? There has to be a third way. But I, mm. I think that starts with admitting that the opposite of honesty is lying. We'd like to think, well, okay, I can either be brutally honest or I can fudge the truth or I can beat around the bush or I can like (laughs) we have all these euphemisms for lying, but it's still lying. Is it not? When have you ever appreciated when you found out that someone beat around the bush with you? Oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I've never that. thought, oh, <laughs> thank you for fudging the truth on that. I, I'm, I am better I now better. because of that. No, Ooh. that's not. Right. Or like we often try to call it like pretending, right? Like, like yes. I'm pretending to be someone that I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds much more acceptable. Right. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. that's called lying. Yeah. <laughs> Dang right. it, man. Like, Come and on. Stop it. Here's, here's why I'm kind of harping on like yeah. why I think we need to call it what it is. Yeah. Is because Christine Carter points out, and I know I keep going back to this, but this video just really like. There better be a link to this. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. It's called The Power of Telling the Truth. Right on. And Christine Carter talks about how lying is the single most stressful thing human beings can do. Hmm. Lying causes us an insane amount of stress. And I think we know this to be true if we think about a few examples. For one, think about when you were a kid and you actually just like lied all the time. Uh, uh, at least I did. Yeah. I'm going to just assume that you guys did also. Yeah. Yep. Think about when you lied about something to your mom and dad. And then you had that feeling in the pit of your stomach of like, oh, they're going to find out. So yeah. stressful. Like, oh, it's coming. Yeah. Like, I've, And then you maybe have to make up another lie or cover it. keep yeah. trying to cover the lie. And it like yeah. just starts to unravel. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's all falling apart. Like my, my intricately, <laughs> my, web. my web of lies. <laughs> my Danny Ocean level scheme. <laughs> exactly. At nine it's, years old. It's not going to work, apart. right? Yeah. Like, it's really, really stressful. Yeah. It is. Sometimes it's stressful to tell the truth, but it's really stressful to lie and right. try to hold that together. Another Another example of this is polygraph tests. Yeah. Why do polygraph yeah. tests work? Polygraph tests don't detect lies. The test doesn't somehow objectively know that the thing that you said was right. either true or not true. Right. Yeah. It's simply measuring your biological response to telling a lie. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. relying on this truth that lying is really stressful. Uh. Yeah. Your body temperature changes. Your like electrical like impulses across like your neurological system change. You get goosebumps, you get warmer, you get colder, you get chills, you start to feel anxiety, your heart rate increases. Lying is stressful. And that's the whole reason that those work. And so think about this. Like if we are literally constantly projecting something other than who we are to everyone around us. We're doing the thing that is Mm -hmm. one of the most stressful activities we can do, and we're doing it all the time. No wonder we're stressed all the time. And I think that Christians might especially have a really hard time with this because, and this could be its own entire podcast episode. I think that of all of the people who should feel the most liberated to be honest with one another, here's the verse for you for today, kids. Romans 3.24, (laughs) justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. We should feel okay with being honest with one Mm. another, right? So often the critique of churches or faith groups or anything related to religion remotely is that, well, I just felt like everyone was fake and they wouldn't accept me. Mm. How have we disconnected so much with that? You know, yeah. it's just and, so and I do think sometimes it comes from a good motive. Yeah. We want to treat people kindly. We don't want to say the wrong thing. We right. don't want to make someone upset. And like, that's all understandable, but there's a big difference between pleasing people and helping people. Right. Ooh, wow. When we tell someone the truth in love we're helping them. Right. When mm. we tell someone a lie in love, we're mm. pleasing them, mm. but we're not actually helping them. Right. Telling your friend that they 
don't look fat. And the thing that makes them look fat is not helpful. (laughs) It's just not. Again, we're delaying that pain. We're pushing it on further down the road. But then that comes out exactly how you're describing, Isaac. People are eventually going to see through that and go, this person's not being real with me. Then the trust erodes. I can't trust this person. Mm. Let me ask this. We've literally been conditioned to ignore pain in order to look better, Mm -hmm. to ignore pain and to do basically whatever it takes to make ourselves look good. And maybe this is a self-evident answer, but do you think that social media is basically this? (laughs) (laughs) Is social media basically like this self PR campaign that we're all putting on? Like, that's how I feel about it. When I, I was looking at my Instagram from 2017 the other day, And I was scrolling through pictures and descriptions and all these flowery things that I had posted. And I literally was like, that was a really good year. 2017, I was doing really good. And I I actually had a moment where I was like, but was I or was that I tricked myself with my own PR campaign? Like, yeah, that's a weird thought. That is interesting. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I I think you're right. It is probably kind of a rhetorical question. Like clearly the answer is yes, but it's an opportunity for us to just embrace this right way of living even more yeah like i think we do it offline also oh yeah certainly oh yeah. yeah but doing it online like it just gives us even more opportunities to present this dishonest version of ourselves yeah. so then it's like how do you distinguish between the real and the not real because at some point don't they start to merge and like you get confused yeah. like i get confused how do you distinguish this is the real me this is the fake me yeah conversations like this that's mm-hmm. true sitting down with a really close friend talking to them face to face. I think the cure of dishonesty is intimacy. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And not just romantic intimacy, but just no, yeah. general interrelational intimacy yeah. of saying like, I actually want to be close to you. Yeah. yeah. And when we experience the joys of being close to someone mm. and receiving acceptance from others for our imperfection, our true selves, mm-hmm. our non-projected selves, yeah. that gives us like little glimpses of, Maybe there could be some safety in this. Right. Mm, like if yeah. I can surround myself with people that are safe and accepting of who I really am, now maybe I have an opportunity to present my real self to them. But I don't think we can get to that point without having some real right. deep, long, like interpersonal face to face like interactions with yeah. one another. Right. And if anything, that's what kind of social media is taking from us is it's making our relationships even more surface level than they already were. Mm. And that just increases the potential for dishonesty Yeah, because you don't know if I'm telling the truth or not because you don't really know me. Right. And so the lie is easier to maintain. Yeah. Right. I could post all day long about how great my day is going. And my wife knows whether or not that's <laughs> true. Why does she know that? Because we have an intimate relationship, right? Yeah. Like she knows who I really am. Right. And so the lie is pretty easy to spot with yeah. her. And so like, to me, that's the answer is like creating yeah. these like really close beyond just our spouses but with our friendships and yeah. like, and it doesn't mean we need to do this with everyone. Like we can't, yeah. you know, random person on the street. I don't need to just stop and be like, Hey, I need to tell you all the like vulnerable, honest things about me. Like, yeah, right? yeah. but, but finding this like core group of relationships to have that are honest and vulnerable and open, right? Yeah. Like we have to practice it yeah. Yeah, if we're going right. to get better at it. And people's opinion of you when they have seen you at your worst or close to it, they've seen you when you've messed up, you've maybe let them down mm-hmm. when they give you a true not even compliment, but when they give you a truth about yourself that kind of fights back against that internal critic, yeah, it feels so much more valid coming from them mm, yeah. because that person knows that same mistake that you've made, 
but they're speaking against it saying like, nope, you still have worth. You're still valuable. They've seen you at your worst. And you can only hear that from them once you've let that person down or once that person has seen you fall. (laughs) Yeah. When you give that person (laughs) the opportunity to shame and embarrass you and instead (laughs) they respond with love and understanding and empathy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's powerful. That's where it lands. And empathy is the cure for shame and for perfectionism and for all these things that we're talking about cause us to lie. Like the cure for that is empathy and connection. Yeah. And we can only have that if we're honest. Ah, young love. Remember the early days when you used to curl up on the couch and watch Netflix? Just happy to be together? Then one day, you found yourself drifting apart. And pretty soon, that drifting turned into accidental on purpose sabotage of your spouse's entertainment choices. Why are literally all the news channels on the fritz? Huh, I don't know, honey. That's so strange. If these symptoms describe your relationship, we can help. With The Marriage Mender, brought to you by the makers of the new zapper and the British Baking Blaster, The Marriage Mender transforms those sticky situations in your relationship into the glue that helps you stick together. You may hate that thing your spouse wants to watch all the time, but The Marriage Mender will help you remember that you actually like each other. Get your Marriage Mender today wherever new zappers and British Baking Blasters are sold. So the blank we're going to fill in this time, this episode made me want to. Oh, one word. This is hard. one word is very hard. Grow. Mm. I like that. That's good. Mm. Speak. Mm. Love. Mm. Good one. Let's go get some cheesy potatoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insiders Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. Unless your grievances are about me. Keep them to yourself. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, I'm feeling bad. Oh yeah, everything's bad. (laughs) 